Hey, you guys, it's season four and we are back and I am so excited. I have missed being part of this space with you guys, even though, you know, it was it was a needed break. It was a needed break for sure. And I think absence sometimes makes the heart grow fonder, but we're back and I'm super excited. Um, and so as we're back, we are going to hop right into talking about our relationship with the Lord and how to build something that will last, how to build something that you don't just start up, but something that you finish. And you know me, I love talking about, you know, um, how to do things, not just giving you guys like concepts, but really, really getting down to how do we walk this out and how do we work it out? Because this podcast is all about becoming the women or the people that God has intended us to be. And so I'm so excited about the guest for today. Her name is Kayla Babbitts, and I have been really, really honored to watch most of her life kind of unfold. Um, I've known her for a really long time. And um, she's someone that I like when you talk about people walking with the Lord and building intimacy with him, like she came to mind and I'm just, I'm so excited that she kicks it off because she has such an authentic walk with the Lord. Um, and so Kayla, welcome, welcome. Thank you so, so much. I'm yeah, yeah I'm beyond excited. So could you tell us a little bit about you and then kind of how you came to faith? Totally. Thanks so much, Jalan. I'm such a huge fan of yours. So oh, thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. So my name is Kayla Babbitts. I'm a Jacksonville native, Duval County, born and raised. Um, I am 23. I graduated from Regent University. I have a master's in international relations. Government's my passion. Um, right now, I'm currently living in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, working and growing and kind of waiting on the Lord for the next move. So this topic is right on time. I'm really excited. Yay. All right. So could you give us just a little rundown of like your salvation story? Yes. All right. So I accepted Christ at a very young age. You know, I was watching the Trinity Broadcasting Network and kids shows at the Sinner's Prayer as Jesus into my heart. And that whole bit, but seriously, I've been walking with the Lord ever since. And that was my starting point. But the expression of my faith, like the real meat of my faith has changed over the years of, as I've changed. So I don't have like one defining moment where I came to Jesus because I was so young, but I do have a couple like turning points where I can see the blossoming of my faith. Um, a couple of, um, one of them took place in middle school when I started seriously taking my faith seriously. I joined an intercessory prayer group and got to really learn from some church mothers, just real giants in the faith, learned the basic principles, like how prayer works, learned what it looks like for people to put their faith out there and expect God to move and see him do it. I learned how to read the word and expect God to make good on his word, like these foundational principles. And then in high school is where I really got to make the faith my own more than uh, more than Christianity just being a culture that I was born into, like Jesus became my very own. And that really came through some footwork, like Bible studies and praying on my own, fasting on my own, like not expecting you know my mom to go to the Lord for me on my behalf, like actually going to the Lord for my own self and um, growing more independent in my God dependence um, in those developmental years. And then finally, um, in college was kind of the culmination of all the, all the um, defining moments before then, I was chatting with my pastor. I was picking his brain right after I graduated. I went to a Christian school, and you hear a whole bunch of doctrines and a whole bunch of other denominational like um, concepts I'd never heard of before. And I was picking his brain, and I asked him about the sinner's prayer, and 
if that was basically real. And he mentioned that the sinner's prayer doesn't bring you salvation. And Jalan, uh, my mouth dropped. Okay. In that moment, like he kind of paused, dramatic pause there. Like I thought I was going to hell. Mm-hmm. Like I really, in that moment, my life flashed before my eyes, seriously. And, and I despaired on the inside. And he continued, he said, the sinner's prayer is just a tool to express the surrender that's actually going on in your heart. And I was like, that was the first time I had an assurance of salvation. Like I can point at that moment and say, that's when I knew that I was going to heaven. Cause I like boasting in the Lord here, I have really lived surrendered since I was young till this point. And I was really put at ease and relief there because with the Lord's help, I've been walking this walk. And that was the moment I knew. So that's in short, how I came to faith in Jesus and how it's kind of blossomed to get me where I am now. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's, I mean, that's really awesome because I think some people have (laughs) stories where it's like, you know, I was, I was on this road and I was this destructive road and I was on my way to hell. And then I saw this light, you know, have a really Damascus kind of road to Damascus sort of experience. And then there are other people who it's like, I've kind of just been plodding along kind of consistently and the Lord has, you know, grown me up in faith. And so it's really beautiful to hear those different kind of sides of, you know, how people come to faith because they're both really, really valuable. Um, So how you mentioned kind of Jesus becoming your own what did that look like? How did that happen? Like the process of, oh, this isn't just like you mentioned a culture that I was born into, but this is like my actual relationship. How did, how did that transition happen for you? Yeah. So how to build a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's the best question somebody can ask. So basic principle, you start with like Romans 10, where if you confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you're going to be saved. So there's this mix of confess and believe. So that's confess part is where we get like the sinner's prayer, the come to Jesus moment, the Damascus, run on Damascus moment, the what must I do to be safe? That starting point. Um, and then there's this belief piece. There's this surrender piece. And that's the key, I think, to building a relationship with Jesus. So like unpacking that a little bit, when you believe something, it skews or impacts everything you do from that from then on. So every choice you make is made with that belief in mind. So, for example, like I believe in gravity very devoutly. So I'm not jumping off of buildings. I am staying low to the ground. And like when I'm off the ground, I'm tethered to something or I'm falling into something soft. Like I'm prepared. I know what my boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I respect that belief in gravity as a reality. And so I'm altering my lifestyle to give precedence to that belief. So it works the same way with the Lord. If I believe that Jesus is Lord, that he is sovereign, he's the one I'm getting my cues from, he's the one I'm answering to, like, what does that mean? It means that I believe in who Jesus is, so I'm living this life in a way that honors who he is, like living so that my whole life is one big hat tip Mm -hmm. to Jesus. So the way to do that is, the best examples of it is to look at the word and say, see what does Jesus, who does Jesus say he is? What is the character of God? What's his track record, how has God interacted with his people through history? And that ought to determine my response. You know, like with gravity, we understand how it kicks in, where it kicks in, where it does not kick in, like in space. And we govern ourselves accordingly. We know how to land if we jump. Like we're knowing the consequences, what happens if we jump from too high. The same thing, we're understanding who the Lord is and letting that govern how we live our life. So like if you look at the word, I know Jesus as provider he never leaves. He never forsakes. There's no shadow of change in him. So when I believe that as reality, my response is like, I don't despair. 
when I hit a crossroad or when I come to a hard place, I know him as reality and know the reality of him as provider. Or I know that Jesus cares. He continually has his hand in the lives of his people. If you look at the Old Testament, you see that he's consistently getting people out of a hard place and he's consistently forgiving them when they mess up over and over. Another principle, like if I know that Jesus is not a tyrant, like Matthew 11, 28, 29, 30, it's one of my favorites, says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you because I'm gentle and humble of heart and you will find rest for your souls. Like when you get that concept real deep down in you and you believe it as the reality of the Jesus you serve, the response is like when I mess up, I'm running to Jesus, not hiding from him because I read in his word and I know the reality that his heart is not to shame me or condemn me. So that's the beginning of building a relationship. Like you learn God through the word, through sermons, through worship songs, like whatever you have to do to get that reality in you. And then you start living like that reality is true because it is. You start living and letting it govern you. Then every day, little by little, you're building and you're growing and strengthening that relationship. It's going to happen naturally. You know, each time you come to a crossroad or a decision where you choose to act under the reality of Christ, mm. that's all deepening your relationship. And that's creating that intimacy that we're after with God. And that's really good. Like, yeah. And give yourself grace. Like it's never total. It's not going to be just right this side of heaven in its entirety. But like I can testify when you keep at it, keep choosing the Lord and the reality of Christ becomes a lifestyle. It starts to become second nature to you. And then one day you're going to look up and be like, wow, I've been surrendered to the reality of Jesus in my life for a year, for 10 years, for a lifetime. And that's where God wants us to be. I love that. Like when you talk about living under the reality of who Jesus is, I think is is huge because, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, like the, the necessity of knowing who God says that he is, um, because how else do you know how to respond? You know, like you, ha- you have a covenant with him. Um, but if you don't know the, the terms of your covenant, like <laughs> you're kind of at a loss. And so knowing the reality of Jesus so that you can live under that reality, choose under that reality, surrender, respond under that reality yeah. is huge. Um, Okay, so that's kind of the building blocks. What do you think are some of the main obstacles to building that foundation with him and knowing him intimately? Yes. Okay. For me, the biggest obstacle that I've seen in my life is comparison of Mm. every kind, shape, and size, especially for me, spiritual comparison, comparing your walk with the Lord with someone else's. And it makes sense, right? If you're thinking about someone else while you're with the one you're with, like that Mm. is a great way to destroy an intimate relationship. and that's something I'm really passionate about because I've spent so much of my life, Jalan, so much of my life comparing where I am in my walk with the Lord to someone else's like that. And that's ridiculous though. It's like trying, it's like being jealous of somebody's fingerprint. It's nonsensical. Like you have your own, they have your own and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, So that's why I just implore anybody that stuck in comparison, like I was and kind of still am, like it's an ongoing thing that kind of creeps back up is to find the root of it out and take an assessment of yourself. Ask the Lord, like, hey, where's this coming from? Is it social media? Am I too involved in other things? Am I envious? Am I insecure? How come? Like, what's going on? Take a check there and hash that out with God. The sooner the better. Like Philippians 2.13, it's like work on your own soul, your own soul, (laughs) salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, giving you the desire 
and the power to do what pleases him. So I just, man, get rid of comparison as quick as you can and stay on guard because it creeps back up because an intimate relationship with God is like any other relationship. You got to fight for it and like what's set apart for God, give it to him. What's um, like what you've carved out for the Lord, stick to it the time you've carved out for him. Because if you're busy looking at everybody else's relationship, guaranteed your own is going to suffer. So pay attention and stay on guard. Yeah. You mentioned um, needing to do some sort of basic things and staying on guard and asking the Lord and sitting with the Lord. So kind of segueing, what are some of the core disciplines that you absolutely like need to have in place if you are going to have intimacy with the Lord and protect that intimacy? You mentioned one thing, killing comparison, um, but any other things that you, you just need to have in place to build this and foster intimacy? Yeah, a couple things. Big one is practice. Like practice calling on the Lord when everything's going well, when you really don't need him. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. need God all the time, but there are some times where we're on autopilot and things are going great. Like that is the time to put in the time with the Lord. That's like the fertilizer that's growing your roots so that when your roots are tested, you've got stores of strength ready to help you weather the storm. So practice calling on the Lord. And part of that is being faithful and like, truth be told, this is something I learned from your brother in my formative high school years. Like I, those were spiritual formative years. Um, faithfulness. Because this dude used to read his Bible early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when he would miss it, we'd go to class. He'd leave class to go read his Bible in the bathroom. And that, I'd never seen anything like that before. And it really impressed upon my spirit. Like, and it was a real testimony. Like, wow, faithfulness is important. Mm-hmm. And this is like raw faithfulness. People are putting their life on hold to really tap in and be in the presence of the Lord. And I got to see like a testimony of the fruit of that because things were working out for that dude. The Lord was really coming through and fighting this dude's battles. I got to see the benefits of faithfulness firsthand. And it um, it was kind of not comparison, more like, I don't know another word for holy comparison, but it inspired me to do the same thing when I was around people that were going hard after God. It inspired me. Um, to do the same thing and to get on track here. Um, That's when I realized faithfulness is a discipline, but it's well worth it. And, you know, zooming forward a bunch of years, I'm on the other side of it and can say with assurance, yes, when you're in the Lord's presence, you're going to come out of that with some crazy wisdom, with crazy peace, with crazy assurance, and you can expect God to jump through hoops and he does it. So like I implore you, do what you need to do to build that relationship and be faithful like for you, whether that means waking up early and praying or tithing when it's not in your pocket or fasting or just anything to force yourself to get out of yourself and into the presence of God, do it because congrats, you're building intimacy right there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's where intimacy is really built. Yeah. So, so many good things there. So much, oh, so practical. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure my brother will appreciate hearing that little, <laughs> that little tidbit to know that he he encouraged you and inspired you in that way. Um, so zooming even for so zooming forward in hindsight being 2020, you having kind of yeah. a little bit more perspective. Um, how did having that intimacy with the Lord? How has it held you during hard seasons in life? Yeah. Okay. So many things. <laughs> so when I think of intimacy with God, I think of doing the hard things when no one's looking. Like when you take the high road when nobody knows it, when you're in your prayer closet when nobody sees it, 
Like when you show up and serve and give God what he's due when you're not feeling it on a Sunday morning, like anytime you're dying to your flesh, that builds intimacy. And it's like a deposit into your savings account for when the hard times comes and God sees that and it is precious to him. And it doesn't go without him noticing like, and like the Psalms, it says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. But like going beyond physical death, when you die to yourself, like mm. God is well pleased with that. And it's some of the sorest, lowest points of my life when I'm alone and it's too much to unpack or to explain to anybody else. And I choose to die to myself and I'm not going to drink it away, smoke it away or sleep it away, like and hit my face instead. Like that is building some intimacy putting the Lord's will above my own. Like that is building up power though. Why wouldn't God jump through hoops? Like, why would he not show up? So I can tell you like hindsight's 2020 looking back, I can tell you that building intimacy is worth it. Do what it takes. Cause I found that on my worst day in the presence of God, it is better than my best day without him. And that, that reassurance just holds you in the hard seasons where things are not going right. But I have that deep down built in knowledge and belief kind of going back to what we were talking about, that belief part. I know this reality that the Lord's coming through for me, like Second Timothy, it's one twelve. For I know the one in whom I trust and I'm sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Like if I'm building that intimacy with him over the years, when a hard time comes, I'm expecting him not to just pull the carpet out from under me. Like I'm expecting, even if things don't go right, I have seen him prove himself time and time again. And even if I'm in something real sticky, I know that he's right in there with me and that we've been preparing for this this whole time. So, so good. I know I keep saying that, but it is really, really good. Um, Because there is, I, I think if I could paraphrase that in just spending that time before the Lord and building a relationship with him, when hard stuff comes, you've got a conviction, like you've got an anchor Mm -hmm. that you really invested in, you know, like you haven't, when you talk about like, when it's hard, when you, when things are good, when things are bad, if you spent that time, kind of like a a bank account, investing, 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 when there's a dip, when there's a hard day, um, you kind of have the muscle memory of, wait, I know you, Lord. You're like, I know who you are and I've seen you show up. And so even when it looks like everything is hitting the fan right now, I can trust your character because I know you. When you said that reality, like, I know you, Lord. Um, so, 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 so good. Um, have you ever talking about like hard life? Have you ever had like hard seasons with the Lord where you feel like he's not listening? He's not there. God, where you at? You know, <laughs> um, and then like, how did you maneuver through those? How did you handle those? Because ultimately intimacy is like having this relationship. But what happens when you feel like God ain't on the other side of the relationship? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One. Yeah. One billion percent. <laughs> so that's the kind of the season I'm in right now where mm-hmm. God, I feel like has called me to government. And that's what like I labored before him with. I went to school and had him in the middle of every decision I made. Like that was my worship, was my academics. And, and I graduated and boom, he called me back to Jacksonville, not doing anything in government outside my major completely. Um, and I'm like, wow, how did we waste time? <laughs> it, can, it can be so crushing. And that's mm-hmm. where even in the preparation for this podcast, it was real so nice to take a giant step back and just reassess 
and look back over these like memorials, these altars that I've set up over my life where I've seen God move there. I've seen him move there. He didn't leave me here. I thought there was going to be the end of it, but he saw me through and made a way. Um, that was, that was so encouraging for me to look back and say, Lord, you've been with me every step of the way. I've been faithful to you. You've been faithful to me when I've messed up. You aren't petty like I am. So <laughs> this hard place in light of a lifetime relationship, like what's a couple hard months, what's a couple hard years compared to the lifetime that I'm going to spend with you and the eternity that's coming up that I'm going to spend with you. So that was real helpful to take a step back. Um, and in these silent seasons, how I've been handling it is, or how I've been seeing it, when God is silent, I feel like our brain gets loud. Mm-hmm. And like when there's silence, we start grasping. So, you know, when you're watching a scary movie, I really don't watch scary movies, but like, same girl, movies, same. Mm-hmm. when the music suddenly stops, like, I'm looking around, I might grab a hand next to me, like um, bracing myself or like at the top of a roller coaster when it stops. I'm trying to make eye contact with the dude pressing the button. Yes. I'm my heart. <laughs> like, we start grasping when things get still and quiet. And like our spirits are the same way. Our our brain, our heart, soul, whatever, it's going to grasp what's nearest to it. So that's where it's so important in the rough seasons is to stay disciplined. When you, like when you know you're susceptible to falling off the boat, put in front of you the things of God, people that – you know, hear God, keep them around you. Like, this is not the time to be with your, like, you know, lukewarm friends right now. You don't right, need it. Right. This is the time to get in the word. If you're too exasperated at this point, put on a sermon, like get the presence of God around you. In these rough seasons, you're going to weather the storm and come out on the other side. Give yourself the best opportunity to succeed. Yeah. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So much good wisdom there, guys. Um, so, so much. I love that you even just highlighted like the type of people to keep around you. And, and you know, I think sometimes when it's silent, you can get really frustrated and like read the Bible for what? I, I can't hear. I can't discern. I think I'm hearing all these different conflicting things and just the importance of having that multitude of counsel because there's safety there, especially when it's hard for you to hear or God isn't quite saying anything. Um, specifically to you, or it's just like, Hey, I want you to get some endurance here and, and know, you know, that I'm here. Even if you don't hear me, I didn't go anywhere. And I need you to have faith in that. Um, and you know, silent seasons or seasons where God feels distant are definitely hard. Um, cause your girl has been in those before too. Um, but uh, yeah, it being, it's the time to be disciplined. It's definitely not the time to fall off the boat. So I love that you said that. Um, <laughs> So obviously, guys, you know, she's a powerhouse. So we're going to ask her about any like resources, anything um, as far as like building intimacy with the Lord that you would recommend book, podcast, sermon, music, whatever you got. Mm-hmm. Okay. We mentioned counsel. It is so good to get godly counsel, especially from someone who's older than you. Like friends are great, but be careful that you don't have people that are just going to agree with you mm-hmm. when your emotions are running. Um, try to get somebody older than you who's been there, done that, got the t-shirt, like a really good marker that this person is a good counsel. If when they give you wisdom, it makes you mad. Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. That's somebody. <laughs> that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. one to keep out. Um, another one is other than the word itself. I, resource wise, I'm really into another hat tip to, to y'all understanding TV. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> like the Netflix. Girl. Sermon. Yes. And, 
Mm-hmm. So in those seasons where I was just too upset to pick up the word, couldn't Come do on. it, couldn't read another page, Talk to I us. was able to, <laughs> yeah, I was able to <laughs> click on exactly what my issue was and hear just wisdom upon wisdom upon wisdom. I definitely recommend that. Do what you need to do to get the word of God in you. Yeah. Um, whatever it takes. Yeah. And other, and also just be transparent as well to your mentors, to the people counseling you. Um, don't bottle things up and then wait for them to explode before you let somebody know. Like if something's not right, hash out with the Lord, figure out where the root is and go to somebody who can help you think through it and ask the right questions of the Lord mm-hmm. to get down to the root of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So many good things. Okay. So I love that you said understanding TV because um, they might be on the podcast this season. So I, I'm so excited. So that's kind of like a little bit of a leak, guys. It's okay. Um, but understanding TV, <laughs> understanding TV is, um, like you said, the Netflix of sermons. So my spiritual parents have um, cataloged most, if not all of the sermons that they've preached over the time that they were pastors. Um, and so I can link that in the show notes because it really is a, an amazing resource. Like they're not actively pastoring in a church in a building right now, um, but having the resource to go and like you said, look up by issue, you know, and yeah. my parents will go. I was just listening to understanding TV, a message on there. Oh, so there's I- everything, you know? So I love that you said transparency as well, because that's, True. Like, that's so real. Like, if you're not going to be 100% authentic with your counsel and the people around you, especially in, you know, building intimacy with the Lord or hard seasons, what are we doing? So, oh, so many good things. Okay. So do you have um, a way that people can connect with you um, if they wanted to, like, just get a little bit of the Kayla goodness, anything that you'd want to share, social media, anything in that regard? Huh. Okay. Yes. Um, just connect with me socially. My Insta handle, yeah, is K A Y underscore underscore B I T Z. You know, K Bits, because my name is Kayla Babbitt. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, but feel free to reach out um, for any clarification or question. I'm not, you know, the expert who is right. in God, but I can tell you with assurance that I've been walking with Him all my life, and. I can say from the other side that walking with the Lord is better than walking without the Lord in every situation. There is no situation in which being without God is a good outcome. Um, Man, I can testify about the goodness of God and walking with him and seeing him show up. So, yeah, that is a good way to connect with me. I'm on the gram all the time. Cool. cool. All right. Well, thank you so, so much um, for just sharing, man, sharing just little nuggets from living your life with the Lord. It was I was just amen and I just couldn't say it into the mic and like drown you out. But so many good things. You said so much good stuff. Um, So you guys, we are going to continue this topic over the next couple of weeks. And listen, today was amazing. It's just going to continue to be good. Um, And so I really encourage you to not miss anything. Um, So connect with us. You can definitely, definitely um, follow us on Instagram. Um, that's a really good way to stay connected, to know what's happening, to catch any videos. If I post any, um, definitely connect with Kayla and all the good stuff that she's got going on. If there's anything that we can pray for you for, definitely hit us at walkingwellpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, man, have an amazing week. Walk with the Lord. Definitely take this opportunity with this brand new week to implement some of these things, if not all of them that Kayla has shared, um, cause they're going to only enrich your relationship with the Lord. And a person that has a rich relationship with the Lord is rich, rich, like real rich. So um, I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Boss it out. Bye.